Welcome, everybody, to the Tall Cop Says Stop podcast. I'm Jermaine Galloway, Tall Cop. Today, we're going to dive into cannabis or marijuana concentrates, dabs, THCA, and much more. We're actually going to talk paraphernalia, uh, some terminology, and what is actually going on with cannabis concentrates and why they're so popular. First, thank you guys for following me. If you are not following me on my podcast, please start following me. Uh, that bumps up many of our viewership, and we're able to get our word out even more. So if you guys can follow me on the platforms that you're listening to, that would be great on our Tall Cops Says Stop podcast. So everybody, what cannabis concentrates, what does the term concentrates mean? What does the term dabs mean? What does all this mean as far as how marijuana is working and the different forms of it? So there's going to be a lot of moving parts on this one. I'm going to walk you guys through, you know, my knowledge level of what we're seeing and what's going on and how this ties into popular culture and cannabis use and what we're seeing on our streets and our schools and in our communities. So first, dabs are a form of concentrated weed. So look, here's the way I explain it to people. If you have an umbrella, we're going to call that umbrella concentrates. Under the world of concentrates, let's call it an umbrella. And under that umbrella, you have dabs, waxes, oils. You'll hear people say earwax. It's a substance that is waxy and oily and almost like honey or butter, which is also terms they will use. How do you come across making dabs? Well, it originates from cannabis, which you've always known to be weed, that green, leafy, herbal stuff that's also known as flower, buds, or some people just call it weed. From the weed, if you were to pick up a cannabis bud and hold it in your hand, on the outside of it, there's some sticky stuff. If you were to set that bud down and look at your finger, there would be some little things that are sticking to your finger. Those are known as trichomes, keef, and they spell keef, K-I-E-F, K-E-I-F, K-E-E-F. There's a lot of different ways they spell keef. But that's those are known as trichomes or keef. Your trichomes and your keef contain majority of your THC. So to make a long story short, what they are doing is from the trichomes and keef, they're liquefying that off the plant material, running it through some type of filter or filtration system, and then turning it into a wax. Honestly, the best way I can walk you through all this is go to a YouTube and watch a YouTube video on how to do it. There's three-minute videos, five-minute videos, 10-minute videos on dab, wax, and keef. So when we talk about these, this keef product or the trichomes, Really, to make a long story short, what you're doing is you don't want to smoke the plant. You want to smoke the sticky stuff from the outside of the plant. That's really what you're after. The plant material, ultimately, they'll just throw that away. They won't even use it. So once we've extracted the dabs and broken down the dabs and liquefied our dabs, um, one of the things that they will do with that is put it in vape pens. There's other processes you can do to put it in edibles. And there's other processes you can do to just smoke it out of a bong or what they call a rig or oil rig. So one of the things we need to highlight is how do they extract that keef? What are they using? Well, in some cases, it's butane, propane, ethanol, isopropyl alcohol, and even water and even CO2. So there's a lot of different ways. But, yes, many of the concentrates – in your state, no matter what state you live in, whether it came from street-level drug culture or whether it came even out of dispensaries, they're using butane and propane. 
So you'll hear people say BHO, B like boy, H like Henry, O like ocean. BHO stands for butane hash oil, which generally means they use butane to extract your dab wax. So that also means people are smoking in trace amounts of butane or propane. They are taking that in uh, down their throat into their lungs. Just something to keep in mind when you think about the public health side of this. Now, why dabs? Why not just smoke the flower? If it, if it all originates as the flower, why go through all this effort to make a concentrate and not just smoke just the flower and just save your time, effort, and even money, right? Because flour is going to be cheaper than concentrates. So let's talk about this. It's all about the potency. With our potency, this is just a rule of thumb. I cannot speak to exact potency in every state and every state, and no one can. But we can give you guys kind of a rule of thumb in a ballpark. If you smoked cannabis or you smoked weed in the 60s, you smoked 3% THC. Nationwide average, eh, it's going to be somewhere around 15, 15, 20%, somewhere in there. And that's current, and that's a, that's a higher number for the average. It was lower back in the day. So if we have some listeners here, they're in their 60s, uh, you know, 50s or 60s, and they smoked weed back in the day, it's going to be a lower THC than what the average is now. Dispensaries range about 20 to 30. And that's what I commonly see. For you guys who know, I do community scans a lot. I walk into dispensaries. I want to be able to tell you guys what you're seeing in your communities. And in dispensaries, I generally see about 26, 27%. It's right in that ballpark. That's pretty common. And remember, we're still talking leaf. We're not talking concentrates. Concentrates range about 40 to 90. And realistically, you're at that 60, 70, 80 range when you talk concentrates. So what does this actually mean? Let's put it on, on the scale of a student in the high school system. Their grandmother smoked 3%. Their mother smoked 15% leaf. They are smoking 86% concentrates. All right? And now highlighting the high schools too. Why are high schools seeing more concentrates than leaf now? Because everything starts as leaf. You would think they'd see more leaf. Why are we seeing more concentrates? Because it goes into vapes. And we're going to do a podcast on cannabis vapes. That one's going to be coming very shortly after this one, talking about cannabis vapes. That's one of the big reasons you are seeing an increase of concentrates in the school system. There's also another reason. Price points have dropped significantly. To give you an idea, when I was doing scans in 2015, 2016, right around there, I was finding a gram of concentrates, of concentrated weed. Good concentrated weed is probably 60 bucks, 70 bucks. That's what I was seeing in dispensaries in various different states. Now you can find a gram of weed in some of those states for $20. So what we've done is we've priced the kids into the market. And when I say we, it just means communities using more weed. There has to be a demand for it. So as communities are using more of these products and as more states are legalizing, which is opening up more dispensaries, more vendors is what I like to say. You have more vendors, you have more product. You have more product, price points drop within that product. So in other words, we've priced our kids into the market. Many of our kids would not have used weed concentrates at $70 a gram. Many of our kids are using it at $15 and $20 a gram, including through vape cartridges. So there's a couple different highways that are going directly to our school system, which is why you're seeing more concentrates in the school system. And part of you know my trainings is not just tell you what's here, it's tell you what's coming. That's why you're going to see more concentrates in the school system in the spring and even next year. Because guys, we don't have less states legalizing. We don't have less we don't have states that are repealing cannabis legalization. We have more states that are loosening laws and legalizing it, which means more vendors. 
more vendors means more product. I want to talk to you about the South real quick because uh, I've been doing trainings in Alabama and South Carolina over the last couple of weeks, Louisiana also, and, and this week I'm going to be in Oklahoma. One of the things when we talk about the South is this. We have not had a Southern state legalize cannabis yet. So what I'm explaining to the South is this. That is going to change the dynamic of every state in the South when somebody does. It's not, it's not an if someone does. It's when someone does, and it's going to happen in the next few years. So when someone legalizes cannabis in the South, instead of having to make a long drive to go get some of these products from those vendors in other states, you're going to be able to drive an hour or 30 minutes or two hours to your neighboring state and get it. That is, again, going to increase use of what you see. And I'm not just saying cannabis. It's any drug. And you guys have heard me say this in previous podcasts. When you legalize a drug, you make it more available. When a drug is more available, it is cheaper. Look at the most popular drugs we are seeing on our streets right now. Are any of them hard to get? Are any of them expensive? No. That's why we see those things trend at such a high level. So keep that in mind, okay? So what are different forms of dabs, they do go under different terminology. There are different names. You'll hear people say batter, sauce, honeycomb, sugar, which is a popular one. I hear sugar a lot. Diamonds is another very popular one. You'll even see that on packaging of products, sugar and diamonds. Shatter, crumble, to name a few. Earwax. These, this is some of the terminology you will hear for cannabis concentrates, the concentrated form of weed, that sticky stuff that's been turned into a liquid. With our different forms of the concentrates, the names and the terminology, it's not just relevant for Delta 9. Many of you guys have listened to my podcast on Delta 8. If you have not, you need to go back and listen to that because that is very relevant for everything we're talking today. I did that one about a month ago. And with our Delta 8 products, Delta 9, Delta 10, Delta 11, Delta 6, THCO, THCP, I could go on and on and on. All of those forms of the drug come in all the same forms, which means they all come in a concentrated form. They all come in a sauce or sugar or diamonds form. So you have to really be paying attention because we have all these different forms of cannabis, some which are all natural and some which are being synthesized and some which are a combination of both, a semi-synthetic, that are coming in all those forms that we just mentioned. So with that, it's hard to just look and know exactly what you have. Now, I'm going to talk about a vape that I ran into recently. This was in the state of Maine, and Maine does have legal cannabis. And I want to highlight something that I saw with this vape. It was a, it was a cannabis Delta 9 vape. It's a vape cartridge, but in the small print on the very bottom of it, it says total cannabinoids was 84.2%. And then under that, it says solvents slash gases used, propane and butane. So in this vape cartridge, and we talked about vapes and how much more popular they are in schools, propane and butane to extract it. Here's one of the interesting things. What do you guys think that means for a 17-year-old's brain, body, throat, lungs when they're hitting propane and butane products that were extracted using those solvents? It's kind of interesting thinking about that, isn't it? What's that going to look like moving forward? What about public health? Now, sometimes people will say, well, you can use anything in small doses and you're probably okay. And I don't completely disagree with that. I don't, I'm not saying you should, but I don't completely disagree with that statement. But when we talk, many of our cannabis users, they're not using it in small doses. Many of you guys saw the article or bulletins that ran from the government about a, little, about a year ago 
that talked about the increase of schizophrenia we are seeing with young cannabis users, with young heavy cannabis users. If you haven't, you can Google search that because that ran nationally. Now, schizophrenia and cannabis is not a new trend. The increase of schizophrenia and younger cannabis users is a trend shift. And that's what we're talking about. And some of the things we are already seeing are already shaping trends and reshaping trends. Okay? Now, a major difference between cannabis concentrates and, let's say, smoking a joint. So let's talk about a joint first. A joint's going to be a leaf-like substance. You generally take multiple hits of it. You ingest smaller portions of it. And in some cases, they might not finish the entire product. They might not finish the entire joint. When you hit a dab, let's say you're hitting a dab or concentrate out of an oil rig, they'll grab a piece of paraphernalia, and they, it's called a dab tool. What a dab tool looks like is basically a cuticle tool or uh, something your dentist used to scrape your teeth with. That's really um, what dab tools are. So you take a dab tool. You scoop up a little bit of the dab, the equivalent of an eraser head. You scoop that up. You put it in your oil rig as you're smoking out of your oil rig. All right, and again, watch on YouTube. There's plenty of videos of how of people doing this, and you'll get an idea of how this is done. So with that, you're taking the full hit of all of the product. Generally, when they hit off an oil rig or a dab rig, they hit all of it. So I tell people it's equivalent, when you talk a joint, of sipping on a beer, or the equivalent, when you talk concentrates, of taking shots of liquor, of distilled spirits. So you are not even ingesting the drug the same way. So when, when you look at the drug and people say, well, I smoke dabs, that means it is impacting them harder, faster, not necessarily longer, but it is impacting them quickly when you talk about it and they are hitting a higher dose. It's like taking shots. That's your equivalent. Some of the other terms that you might hear for dabs and concentrates is essential oils. That's one I forgot to mention earlier. I see that sometimes even on products, you will see stuff that highlights just oils in general. And that's why they call it an oil rig when they talk about dab rigs. You find some of these little torches. And when you guys find these little butane torches, back in the day, we saw that more with other drug use. Now we are seeing that with dabs and concentrates also because a lighter does not work. They need to use a torch. They have to raise the heat levels. So you need to use a torch for it. Our dabs can look like anything. It can be dark, as dark as heroin. It can look like a really dark brown, icky substance. Best way I can say it is icky. That's the best, the best terminology I have for you today is icky. So they can do that. They can also make it really clear. And a lot of times the clearer the concentrate, the higher THC actually. The more quote unquote icky it looks, a lot of times more of that butane and propane is still in there. So you see that a lot out of houses where they don't have the, the high-end equipment to be able to you know, funnel some of that stuff out. But the clearer it is, the higher THC content generally you're dealing with. Now, again, I can't say every time, but it's kind of a rule of thumb for you. I, for, I once saw dabs that were all white, that it was like a white glob. Think toothpaste. I saw concentrates like that, and that was just last summer on the East Coast. I ran into that. I had not seen that before. Uh, which leads me into our THCA crystals, which I have seen before. THCA, to be clear, is natural to the cannabis plant. 
THCA crystals, which look like meth crystals. When I put them up in class and I ask my class, what drug is this? Most people say meth or crack cocaine. Those are the top two answers I get. So THCA crystals, which look like meth crystals, are not natural to the cannabis plant. So to be clear, THCA is natural to the cannabis plant. THCA crystals that look like meth are not natural to the cannabis plant. Have you ever seen a weed plant or a cannabis plant that grows meth crystals off it? If you have, you were probably high on a drug while looking at it because meth is a synthetic, right? And cannabis is not a synthetic in its truest form. So you have never seen that, just to be clear. But when you talk about your THCA crystals or you look at those crystals or something like that, understand that obviously those are more manufactured and altered. So you can have products that start real but don't end real. And what is the product you're using? You're using the end product, not the starting product. So the starting product doesn't really matter as far as the high that that person is getting. Now, THCA, the people I've interviewed about that will say you're high, you get high as a kite, it hits harder, it rips harder, and generally your percentages are in the high 90s. I've seen THCA in Oregon as low as 91%. I ran into it in Colorado, Washington, pushing 99%, 97, 99. So it's all across the board. So THCA, I'm starting to see in over-the-counter vape products. And a question I got even recently in class last week in South Carolina was, why are we seeing that? THCA, when mixed with other products for some individuals, is a potentiator. A potentiator is a drug that spikes the high of other drugs. So in other words, you mix THCA with other products or it is pre-mixed already and let's say a vape with Delta 8, Delta 10, THCO, it is a potentiator. That's one of the reasons you're seeing THCA mixed in there. It bumps up the euphoria of the high. Now, another aspect of this I want to cover is this. Anyone getting sick from any of this stuff? They're, yes. The answer is yes. Let's talk cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, CHS syndrome, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. What is that? Cyclic vomiting, severe stomach pain, nausea, and even extreme dehydration, and it's caused by chronic cannabis use. Now, a large percentage of society does not suffer from this, but the ones who do they are what you would call dope sick. They are very drug sick. And these individuals that I've interviewed, many of them I have, they're not eating much. They're dropping weight. And it's usually dehydration that takes them into the hospital because they are vomiting so much. I had a lady in Nevada, young lady. She was about 23, 24 years old in the state of Nevada. And she talked about, about vomiting about 12 times a day. And she said she had dropped about 50 pounds. She was clinically anorexic was the exact words out of her mouth. So with CHS syndrome, this is another thing public health-wise that we are seeing. And some individuals, including medical personnel, don't know what this is. Many do now, but in the early days I was training on CHS syndrome, there was many doctors who did not know what this was. Most do. Some still do not. So pay attention to this, guys. And one of the things that – one of the ways you know if you're suffering from CHS or that will help you know is if a warm bath or shower re relieves the symptoms temporarily. It seems to be a warm bath or shower helps to relieve those symptoms. Nausea meds and pain meds don't work well for this. So we are seeing this from teens to adults. There is information out there on CHS syndrome in medical publications. So you can find information on this.
Okay. All right, guys. So that was our intro to dabs and concentrates. Hopefully you guys took a lot from that. I'm going to go ahead and close this one out. Like I said, coming soon is going to be one on vape pens for the cannabis world. So that one's going to be coming very soon, which will piggyback off this one. I had to do dabs and concentrates first before we can talk about what's you know, some of the ways they're using them and what's going in those vape pens. So guys, remember this, we have our conference coming up in Dallas, the Emerging Drug Trends Conference, and always be paying attention to that. Emergingdrugtrends.com is the website. Registration's already open for that. And we're in the process of working on a location already for 2025 for that. We actually have a meeting this week for that. So we'll see how that goes. Also, please make sure you follow my podcast and go in there and rate it also. We really appreciate that. And if you have other podcast topics or need to reach out to me or want to schedule a training or even a webinar, it's tallcopsaysstop.com. Go to my website, send me an email. That email comes right through to me, tallcopsaysstop.com. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Remember, you can't stop what you don't know. Have a good day, guys. Take care. Bye.